Have you ever been in a bad situation, really bad situation, and then somehow you make it out of that situation to become one of the most sought after people in your industry? Well, listen, today we've got a great guest and we're going to tell that story. Let's do it. What's my Kennedy the third RK3 that's me back with another episode of what's my story what is your story I hope you know what it is and most of all I hope you're willing to tell it because as we do on every episode we share a pivotal moment in someone's life that caused them to move in another direction or move them towards their success hearing those moments really help them transform and telling those moments helps other people to transform. So I hope that you are ready for the transformation. Listen, if you want to support the show, do me a favor look over here somewhere to the right, rk3tv.live forward slash BMAC. You can also join me in the Storytellers Growth Lab. If you want to be a more visible small business owner, coach, consultant, learn how to help others to train, change their lives through your products, your services, through your story, join me in the Storytellers Growth Lab. Every Thursday, we also release the audio version of this podcast. Not only do you see us live, direct, <laughs> here on Mondays, but on Thursdays at 7 a.m., we release the audio version so you can check it out in your car as well. Listen, today, my guest, I'm super excited. I've been following this young lady for at least seven or eight years, and she is a phenomenal. She is like a force of nature. TJ Mercer is her name, and she's one of Hollywood's most sought after TV editors. She's worked with ABC, NBC, MTV, OWN, WeTV, Style Network, all of the alphabet soup, y'all. She's got it going on. The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. She's worked with Tiffany Haddish and Kevin Hart, Samuel L. Jackson, Jesse T. Usher, The Shaft movie. She's got bestsellers. I'm not gonna go through all of this because I wanna save some of the story, but the thing that I love about her the most is she says she's the world's greatest hugger. You know what that means, TJ? We got to get together in person so I could experience that for myself. How about that, TJ Mercer? How you doing? I will Welcome give you a run for your money, baby. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was built to hug. Let me just yeah. tell you. <laughs> Listen, so how did how did this whole COVID situation uh, affect that for you? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Look, the interview was only half an hour, so wait a minute. <laughs> so, but the short story is I had just moved to Atlanta. God had just moved me to Atlanta a week yeah. before we went on lockdown. And, you know, I'm known as the walking exclamation point. So there's there's clearly an extrovert side of me. And yeah. it was brutal. You know, wow. I was not happy. I was miserable. I was lonely. I was sad. I lived yeah. in L.A. for 25 years, living my dream. Um, Devonley was was uh, uprooted from L.A. to be placed in Atlanta. And now you're telling me I can't go out. I can't meet people. I can't love on people. I can't hug on people. What in the wow. entire A? 
hell. So yeah, it was brutal. But let me let me just say this though. Let me just say this. Had I not been yeah. alone during that window, and you know, we just gonna get right into it. I am a Jesus yeah. freak. Let me just let's put that out there. Chew let's the go. meat, spit out the bones. I cannot be a real and authentic with anybody without incorporating that into my story. Robert, had I not been placed here alone, the mm. next level, the next phase of where God was wanting to take me, the next level, the next chapter of my wow. story, if you will, would not have been revealed because out of that loneliness, I created a virtual bingo game that took off. I wow. was only planning to start with one game, one night, no, no, one night, 10 games and a right. hundred dollars. That grew six weeks later, we had given away almost $10,000 in cash and prizes. And now, being that I am a graduate of THE Howard University, I'm, I'm unapologetic about it, insufferable, obnoxious, and will get on your last nerve about this. Yeah. I um, got the assignment to do an HBCU version of this, being that Howard is the best HBCU in the world. Um, fight me. <laughs> um, and as a result of that, my team and I raised over $1 million in cash wow. and prizes in less than a month. And wow. we did it and gave it away to the 2020 grads of HBCUs. And we did it and, and, and did it through a series of epic bingo games. Yeah. That all to say, had I not moved here and gotten lonely, I would not have created something like that. Wow. Wow. So I hope y'all that are listening, I said y'all, yeah, we're, we're, we're going down south. I hope you all that are listening are getting this energy coming through the screen from TJ. I, I, listen, you you don't even have to be around her. I, she says she's the world's greatest hugger. She doesn't even need to be in your presence and you're feeling the hugs already, right? <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. So listen, I, I, I know that you have a great story. You, mm -hmm. You've done phenomenal work with with Howard University. You've yes, Howard University, right, right. Yeah, you've you, you've done a lot of great information. You've done you've done a lot of uh, great work in Hollywood, but yep. you didn't start out there. You didn't start no, out there. No, Every, no, no, no. Everybody has a behind the scenes BTS, right? Yes, that yes. Causes them to make their leap into their next thing, and and yours involves the story of, of abuse. Tell, I mean, you don't have to take us all the way through it, but right, tell us right. a little bit about about that relationship or that story that caused you to make your, your leap and your turn. So, well, I was really already at the top of my game in Hollywood. Let me just say mm -hmm. that. So, yeah. you know, I was living this great life and people didn't realize that while I was holding it down in Hollywood, I was actually being held down in my own home. Wow. And what they didn't know is that my ex-husband, well now ex-husband, he was physically, verbally abusive. Mm. And I almost lost my life several times at the hand of this man. And so wow. I'm live. I'm at the top of my game. People are booking me months and months ahead of time for me to actually work on their TV shows. And here I am going home every day and living this life that was sheer like torture to, and, mm. and, and to, uh, for lack of a better word. And the, it all came to a head. This had been going on for about three years. 
And I kept it a secret. Nobody knew. I was still doing my shows. I was still working. Uh, I think at the time I was working on The Incredibles. I had done like The Incredibles, Chronicles of Narnia. I had done Shrek at this point. I had done um, The Princess Diaries, all three. So I I was pretty dope, (laughs) you know, in, in their eyes. But yeah. into, you know, with into my with my husband's eyes, it was a whole different story. And it all came to a head in November of 2009 when I had come home. I had worked a long day trying to get a show done and I'm driving home. I'm, you know how, Robert, you know, you can you you put in so much work and you almost as you drive it home, you're you're dreaming of how your head is going to hit that pillow and you, how you're just going to just sleep for hours and go put on your favorite pajamas. And so I get home and about 20 minutes later, my favorite pajamas are ripped and I found myself pinned up against the wall with my husband's hands wrapped around my throat. And I remember praying, Lord, because this is not the first time this has happened, but there was something about this time that I knew it really was the last time. And I began to think about my mom and the fact that because she and I are so close and we talk every day that no one would know that, you know, she would have guilt around not knowing that I was living through this. And so I couldn't have her live with that guilt and unanswered questions. And so that's what caused me to start praying like, Lord, please get me out of this. Please get me out of this. And if you do, I promise this will be the last time this happens for me. And just like that, he let me go. So before you jump in, I I, I want to take a left turn here for a second because mm-hmm. there are many people. I'm I'm not just going to say women. There are many people, persons in the situation that you were in, right? Yeah. Um, and they're at the top of their game. They're doing well on the outside. Are there signals? Are there signs that people maybe on the outside can look for? to indicate whether or not they can be helpful to somebody like yourself, somebody that's experiencing some of the same stuff? Because I, I really I, want I to make this that. applicable to the that's to such a great That's such a great question. And you know, my sweet spot is I teach people how to do media, right? And yeah. so, uh, and, and to book themselves. So one of the segments yeah. that I use to pitch myself was called mm-hmm. the five signs you're sleeping next to crazy. And Ooh. crazy is an acronym. <laughs> and so you ask wow. yourself five questions. C, is he crafty enough to make the irrational sound rational? I remember one day, Robert, my ex-husband told me, um, well, I only hit you with my left hand. Imagine what would have happened had I hit you with my right. And so on the surface, okay, that makes sense. He's right-handed. Like on the surface, that makes sense until it hits you like, dude, you you shouldn't be hitting me in the first place. So they have have this way of just making the irrational sound rational. Or does he refuse to accept responsibility for his actions? Everything was my fault. And if you're, if, if, and if I'm naming these for, if somebody is listening and they're going through this, Robert, I assure you their wheels are beginning to turn. If he's refusing to accept responsibility, everything is your fault. Like it somehow comes down to how you said good morning to him. It wasn't right. You should have said good morning, honey, as opposed to good morning, baby. And I'm not exaggerating. Just let me just tell you, that's a real example. A. 
Does he assume the role of sole decision maker? Even though I was the breadwinner, he made all the decisions in the house. I came home one day, Robert, and this was a house that I had bought before him. I had bought it for my 25th birthday. I came home and there were huge, ginormous cranes in the backyard where he was taking all of the palm trees out around the pool for some reason. He never told me that was happening. And Z, does he zero in on your past, your flaws, your mistakes, your missteps? I was, we were having full blown arguments of stuff that I did as a teenager. I am not exaggerating. We were, I was sitting to listen to him go off for two hours of a boyfriend that I had in high school, in college at the Howard University. So it would just, you know, I'm always slide that in there. So (laughs) it would just be ridiculous. Like he, he, we would never get to talk about how he got to what he was doing and what was wrong with him and then why the final letter of crazy is does he yank at the mental physical and spiritual stability of your life so you know how as a kid if you were on a wooden floor with a rug and you would like slide around on the rug that's kind of what it's like living with an abuser and a narcissist that you never can get comfortable as soon as you think you've mastered what he had been complaining about he changes it. And you don't know, like you think finally, I figured out how to actually make him happy. I, I finally figured out what am I doing to set him off. And then he just, what is it? What's that expression? They move the goalposts or something. What is yeah. that the expression? He moves yes, the goalposts. So you never can get you know stable because you're always doing this dance. So those are the five questions you need to ask yourself to determine if you're sleeping next to crazy. Wow. I and, and I really am glad that you unpacked it in such a formulaic way, because a lot of times people are not sure. They, they, they're not sure of signals. You're, you're kind of in your world and you begin to think everything is your fault. And we want to unpack your success. But there are some people that are listening. And for those of you that are on right now, I see quite a few of you making great comments. Make sure that you share this episode, wherever cha- whatever channel you're watching it on right now, LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, make sure that you share this episode because TJ is dropping bombs. She's dropping a lot of great information, not just about success, but how to navigate your way out of, or how to identify that you're inside a crazy Mm-hmm. And you've, you've got to be able to identify that before you move into that place of success. So we're going to well, talk let, about- But let me, let me because you said something interesting before yeah. I move into the success, yeah. um, before you want me to tell the success side. That was part of the problem. Yeah. I, had, I call it like I had successified my way into denial. Mm, and there's wow. so many women because I didn't come from this. It wasn't my normal. I didn't grow up with this. It, um, it, it, and here I was. I was over six figures earning, successful. I didn't need my ex-husband to take care of me. I was yeah. the one that was taking care of the household financially. And so for me, because it was such a foreign concept. I was in denial a long time. Like with my book, The Six Figure Battered Wife, it took forever to for my editor to get me to even use the word domestic violence. Wow. I refused because in my mind, domestic violence only happened to women with low self-esteem, to women who needed their men, 
to women who couldn't afford to leave. So how dare I put myself in the same category with them, not because I thought I was better, but because I thought that they were worse in a worse situation that this couldn't be possibly be happening to me and that I did not want to even think that I was in the same, you know, boat with them because I could afford to leave. And a good abuse, a good abuse, okay, that's kind of contradictory, but just go with me. You know what I mean? But a a smart abuser knows that with women, especially high earning overachievers, the last thing that we want to do is fail at our marriage if we're Mm. thriving in our careers. Wow. So in that instance, my success kind of worked against me because Mm -hmm. it held me hostage for so long. Right. Wow. So uh, I want to go into that next place, but I also want to make sure that people hear what she just said. I want to I want you to hear what TJ just said about sometimes we equate our success. We 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 put that as money only we put that as financial or social status only and we're not concerned about our emotional success we're not concerned about our own spiritual success and so i want to ask you this question about that breaking point you're up against the wall hands Mm -hmm. around your neck you're saying a prayer but before that moment you had to have a conversation with yourself that said this is my breaking point, no more. Tell us a little bit about that moment and what made you decide to to move forward after this situation, okay? But before you do that, I wanna share a quick word from our sponsor, Kayla O'Brien Media. Are you a content creator, speaker, or thought leader? Do you pull your hair out every time you try to edit a video or get really disappointed when your videos don't get the views you're hoping for? It's okay to admit that you need help. If you're ready to stop wasting time and start spreading your message, it's nice to meet you. I'm Kayla O'Brien of Kayla O'Brien Media. I help creators in a variety of businesses get a foolproof game plan for their video content. Does that sound like something you want? No matter where you're starting from today, you need to know what your goals are, how to get the highest production value, and how to edit your content to fit correctly on each platform. No matter what your budget, there are options that can help you get started today. If you're ready to take your content creation experience from this to this, visit KaylaO'BrienMedia.com and let's connect. Hey, if you want to make sure that your visibility and your media is on point, go check out Kayla O'Brien at KaleOBrienMedia.com. So let's jump back to this story with TJ. TJ, you've got hands around your neck and you're praying and in your mind, there is this dialogue taking place. My goodness, I can't do this anymore. Something's got to shift. Something's got to change. What was that moment like for you? Well, see, you giving me way too much credit in that moment. And <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so I was, I was not having any of those thoughts. Oh, wow. My mom and I are really close. That moment really was all about her. And, you know, I'm I'm no longer ashamed when I first started leaving that I was ashamed that it wasn't even me trying to save myself for myself. It was do not put my mom through this pain. 
Because wow. she talked to me often, sometimes every day. And I know her and she would be wondering, how did I miss this? If he had killed me, she would have been asking and beating up on herself on the signs that she she would have assumed that she should have been able to pick up on. So wow. that moment, it was all about save me to save my mother from any more pain. Wow. Wow. So you, you're you're thinking about that. You're you're saving yourself from from your mother. What what comes next? Do you is, do you leave immediately? Do, is it two weeks? Is it five it was, months? It was actually more like two weeks because okay. the you know everything was on me financially. Yeah. So I was like, okay, God, just help me come up with an exit strategy. What is this going to look like? And so I would you know, work all day. I would, I would pretend that I was sleep when he would get up in the morning. And then I'd stay at work and snooze on my couch until I wow. knew he was asleep while I was planning this exit strategy. And yeah. um, it ended up getting moved up because... I want to always I have to remember that I'm doing media, so I can't call yeah. him what I really want to call him. Um, <laughs> so, so until this dude, <laughs> I'll say, yeah. Um, yeah. he flipped out on me because I had the unmitigated gall to move mm. money into a checking account to pay off some debt. $250,000 to be wow. exact that I didn't know we I had until I left him to pay off debt. He flipped completely out and I wow. knew if he ever laid eyes on me, he would kill me. So wow. that ended up moving my timeline. I got my stuff out that night and mm. never looked back. Wow. Wow. So Man, wow! This is this is this is thick. <laughs> this is this is this is a lot of stuff, and I, and I'm seeing some of the comments here. Sandra saying exit strategy, safety plan. Mm -hmm. uh, she's glad that she joined in, and she's learning new things like from your from your crazy analogy or acronym there. So you're you're sharing a lot of nuggets for people that are either in the situations themselves or that know people that are in this these situations so right my goal my goal robert is to definitely yeah. for the the latter example is for people who know people in those situations to yeah. operate with a lot of more a lot more compassion wow. because they always wonder why she don't just leave him it could be a multitude of reasons wow. that and there's no way she's going to leave. And I only can speak for women. I know that men are abused too, but I'm a woman. So I'm just gonna speak from a woman perspective. But yeah. I was not going to leave until I was fully ready. The statistics say it takes a woman about seven times to leave permanently. I wow. think I made it to like three or four. I'd left and gone for, you know, a month or things like that, hoping that was, you know, shake him up and change. But when I do interviews around this aspect of my life, my goal really is also for the, the person who has a mother, a sister, an aunt or niece that's going through this to understand it's deeper than him hitting her. There's a psychological thing that has happened and he didn't just start off by hitting her. And what we are, we're hoping, what I was hoping is that the man that I married would come back. Your, your vows are for better, for worse. So I just thought I was living in the worst. So I thought I was being a good wife by just 
trying to figure out how to get him back to that charismatic person that I married. That's what they're hoping for. At the end of the wow. day, they're hoping for that person to come back, not realizing that person wasn't real, that they married. Wow. They were the representative. Once they got married, the real person showed up. But until wow. that woman can process that, they won't leave. Wow. So, man, Gary saying your story will liberate others and dispel myths on domestic violence. I think you just shared something with me that that I hadn't even thought of as far as the imposter being the person that you that you marry and then the real person surprise comes. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. The day after I got married, he had become so mean and I was like. It's like you hate me all of a sudden overnight. It's like the imposter show and and, and women, I can only speak to women. Women recognize this. They like, I bet you if a woman here is listening, they can track back to the exact moment where things change. Mm. Because up to that point in the abuser's mind, you were this ideal. They covered all of your flaws with their imagination. But when they feel like they have you, that they can't lose you, that's when they get comfortable enough to now let the real person come out because they don't think you'll leave. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I want to start turning the corner just because of time here, because man, we could, we could, you're, you're setting so many people free right now. And, and I, and I wish we could go a little bit deeper, but I want to turn the corner just a little bit. And I'm hoping that you won't have to think too deep to answer this question. Mm -hmm. So your career kind of blinded you a little bit to some of the things that were happening in your relationship. Yeah. How did your career help you after you left the relationship permanently? I start for the first thing that happened was I realized I was okay by myself. Mm hmm. And what's that old song, depending on how old you are, what's that song, I can do bad by myself? <laughs> that, that's really what kicked off. Like, well, hell, if I'm going to be miserable, I'm at least be miserable taking care of just me. Right. And so that really was the first thing that my career gave me stability. I was still thriving in my career. So that mm-hmm. is what gave me stability. The second aspect of it was the fact that um, I knew I was good at what I could do, what I was doing. I knew I was good at it. So I just decided, well, hell, I may fail over here, but I'm a, I'm going to be a beast over here. So for a woman like me, that's what I needed. I needed that foundation that you can call me everything you want over in my personal life, but you can't touch me over in my professional life. Wow. And I knew he, what I learned and started processing later, he hated that. That was, that was kind of what, um, what made him jealous of me that I really could thrive in environments. He, I remember him going to pick up my paycheck one day and he came home, he was like, they really like you. Wow. Like, they have so much respect for you, why? And I just remember wow. sitting there going, I'm your, I'm your wife and you don't know why people like me? So it was the stability of my creativity that actually helped me start making that turn. Wow, so I think I want to I don't know if I'm going to say this perfectly, but I want to wrap what you just said a little bit. And what I got from that is find out your where you're excellent. Find out your your thing, your superpower, and then do not allow anybody else 
no whatever no situation to steal that superpower from you because that superpower is the thing that that can save you <laughs> when you're lost right right so, let, let me add to that and because i'm yeah. speaking analogies let me add to that and make it real plain for them yeah so you know how a chair is a chair is a chair right it no yes. matter what you De describe it as the definition of a chair is to hold your butt. You yeah. sit down, it's defined as something that will hold your butt. I know that's not really the technical term, but you get where I'm going. Yeah. However, people come and they pick and describe different chairs. That's a red chair, that's a blue chair, that's a green chair, that's a three-legged chair, that's a four, you know, they describe it differently. What yeah. I had to realize that I was letting my husband describe me. Mm. But only God could define me. Wow. And he defined me as fearfully and wonderfully made in his image. So it didn't matter how my ex-husband described me as long as I held on to how God defined me. Wow. 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 So listen, I, I definitely want to give you a moment here to share with us a little bit more deeply what you do. Since we're talking about description and definition, how do you help people? What is what is the you've got Media Mavericks. We've got I am a noisemaker dot com underneath your name. How do you serve? How do you work with people? How do you help with them? How do you uplift them and transform their lives? So my sweet spot is I produce and, you know, tell stories for TV. I, I moved to Atlanta to produce and host TV shows for and about HBCU. So I'm in the thick of that. But what really like is, is, is keeping me going right now is that if there's authors, experts, coaches, entrepreneurs out there, I teach you how to book yourself in the media like ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox, TV is my sweet spot, how to do it without a publicist and without being a celebrity. I do it on two two layers. You can work with me one-on-one, or as you see on the screen, Robert is running my do-it-yourself publicity course, which is called Media Mavericks Masters. I'm, in the, I'm teaching it live right now. I have not taught it live in two years because of my TV schedule. I'm not sure how long I'm going to be able to teach it, but if you're interested in that, because of Robert and the What's My Story broadcast, you can get $2,000 off of that program by just going to MediaMavericksMasters.com and using code RKennedy, all caps. But if you want to know the number one secret that can blow up your business, your book, or your brand overnight, just go to IamAnoiseMaker.com and I'm going to give you the secret. IamAnoiseMaker.com and I'll give you the secret. I'm a code, y'all. I got a code. <laughs> you got a code, baby. You got a code. <laughs> listen, TJ, this has been phenomenal. I listen, I got I've got to be honest. I did not know the turn that this would take when we started out this interview, but we have put together something here. You have contributed in a way that I know has transformed and made a difference for people. And the good thing about media, the good thing about podcasts is that even though it's live, you get to listen to it again. And yeah. we will do the audio version of this on Thursday. If you know somebody that is in their space, in their relationship, in their life, that needs this information, and they only have time to listen to it in their car. Make sure that you share it with them on Thursday when the audio version comes out. TJ, it's been phenomenal having you. Thank you so much. 
You are more than welcome. Thank you, Robert. Thanks for letting me come play. And one thing just hit me for people who are, because I typically, I don't do a lot of interviews around this, so know that you're special. Because yeah. um, I really don't, I don't, you know, it's not that I'm ashamed or anything. It's just I'm focused on other things. But if you know and have someone that you know that maybe, even just maybe they're walking through a domestic violence situation, just go to thankfulileft.com. I totally forgot about that. Go to thankfulileft.com. And I created a 12-day devotional that God inspired me to do. It's completely free. Send them there. I've made sure that it's, you know, ways where they can protect themselves, but send them to thankfulileft.com and share that with them. And hopefully hearing it from me, a fellow survivor and a person who's lived through it, that'll be helpful. I totally forgot about that, Rob, because I didn't think it was going to turn this way either. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, TJ, thanks so much. Hang out for a few moments. We're going to close this thing down. Hey, listen, I don't know if you were listening closely, but there was just gold in that show. Not only was there gold for you, maybe you're in a situation where you're not being abused. Maybe your life is perfect, or maybe your life is going just according to plan, but you know somebody who you see potential in them. You see success in them, and they don't see it for themselves because they're in a situation where it's being taken from them. Listen to what TJ has said. Use the resources that she shared today and let them transform their lives as well. If you're not sure what to to share with them, share your story because your story transforms. As I always say, everything that happens to you in life is your stuff. Your stuff is your story and your story deserves a stage. So go on and tell it. We'll see you next time.